Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Roz, here at the opening line on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? If so, it's time to get started. Let's go. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Roz here at the opening line. I am super stoked to tell you about our special guest today. You may know him as a reality godfather. And I know you are the king of the real world, and there's sometimes a discussion about road rules and who their godfather is. But when I think of reality TV, I think of this man and this man alone. Cyrus, thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing today? Good, man. But uh, you can't be calling me godfather. That sounds like grandfather. You got to slow down. <laughs> see, see, maybe maybe Mark Long is becoming okay with that because he's w- willing to enter that new phase. But we'll we'll pass the godfather. You'll just be... How about the father of reality TV, the one who there really go. got the I thing going? Absolutely. I, can live I mean, with that. what go. I also noticed, Cyrus, about you is let's think about this for a second. There's Elvis, there's Michael, there's Madonna, and all these one name people, and you're kind of that for reality TV. Like, when you say Cyrus, everybody knows who they're talking about. I mean, that's got to be a cr- pretty cool feat to be a part of. I mean, yeah, I got a couple other names, but I, I lucked out with the name Mike Cyrus that has a meaning to it too. So I think it was one of those things that was just destined to be for me. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been a fan for a long time. It was great. We met back in Brea, California, when you did challenge Mania Live, who they're actually my bosses. So I kind of branched off and started my own sports podcast. We got picked up here at the Believe Sports Network. So we're going to talk about Warriors, Raptors, what's going on in the NBA Finals. We're definitely going to talk about your favorite team and everything. But this is the pressing issue. It's almost perfect that we have you on today. Kevin Durant, and uh, the assumption is it's a torn Achilles, and I know you're a baller, so I know that you know that a torn Achilles, if it ever were to happen, is just one of the worst injuries you can have. What was your initial reaction with this stuff going on with KD? Were you thinking that he should play? Were you thinking he shouldn't play? And how are you feeling about this whole situation right now? Well, first off, when he first hurt his leg, not yesterday, but prior to that, I knew it was his Achilles, period, point blank, 100%. Everything pointed to being your Achilles as an issue. So I felt like the dumbest thing in the world for him to do was to play. Um, just like the classics. He felt like someone hit him from behind. He looks back. There's no one there. You're by yourself running. That's what happens to everyone that tears their Achilles. And it's one of those things where it's like, um, can't believe they put him out there. It's really weird, and I feel bad for my guy, who's a GM at Golden State. Good friend of mine, really good friend of mine. We actually played together in Santa Monica for years. I've known him since he played at UCLA. But um, he cried yesterday on TV. I think he knows he shouldn't have let the man play. The problem is is that these athletes want it so bad, you can't tell them they're not healthy. 
And right. and as an athlete, you always go through that. You always want to come back sooner. Uh, you never want to stop when it's time to stop. You just keep going. That's what you're programmed to do. You're programmed to get the ball, go out there, and make it work. And his mind, I think, he think he was ready to go, but he knew that there was something wrong. I'm sure with all those specialists that they have on that level, they knew it was the top part of his Achilles, period, point blank. He wasn't a cab. I was talking about this when the day it happened. I told everyone at the gym, Kevin Durant is done. It's a torn Achilles. They're downplaying it for the team's psyche. And for his betterment, he's downplaying it because he's up for a max contract and he's about to leave. So, it's that kind of, I mean, it, yeah, it's his Achilles. He's done. He's jacked up for at least 200 something days minimum. Right. And if he tries to come back sooner, he's done. I agree. And so, it's interesting. You said you didn't think you should play. So, I just want to put you in his shoes almost. If you had that injury, or any injury per se, and you're in the NBA Finals, are you, are you not kind of more eager to get back, wanting to play, wanting to help your team win a championship? I mean, it seemed like a very team move. I know they definitely needed KD First being all, down 3-1. It's, it's like I said, though. You're playing on a team, bro, with right. four All-Stars. Four All-Stars. No one else has this, and no one else has had this. You've already done what most teams have never been able to do. You're on your last possible game. Why the hell would you play? Why would you not play? If they didn't play and they won, that's a huge ordeal. If you play and they win, you're supposed to fucking win. Right. So, so I think, personally, yeah. it was the wrong decision. I've been saying this from day one. He needs to just not play. Let those other all-stars go out there and get their money. Clay's got Completely something to agree. prove. Clay, Clay's not going to be a max player anymore. Clay's got something to prove. Clay is angry at the world right now. Right. I mean, he had his own hamstring injury to come back from. Yeah, which I could see him coming back from a handy, but an Achilles is a whole different level. Anything kneeing down, you don't mess with it, dude. It's not even worth it. No, completely agree. And like you said, he's going into a contract year, so this is that's really heartbreaking in an essence. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that he may not be getting at this point. Um, and oh, no, he's getting it. He's still going to get a max. He, guaranteed, he's still getting whatever, whatever the max players are getting. He'll get the bottom end of what a max player is getting. Guaranteed, no problem. And if you don't give him that, you're an idiot. I, he's going to come agree. back. The injury's tough, though. He's still going to come said back. The Achilles. He's still going to give you. He's still going to give you twenty and ten, no matter what. Right. I mean, still. yeah, it's it's really tough. And you're like you said, your friend over there in Golden State also has to probably think about the fact that he'll probably accept that thirty-one million dollar deal to stay with the Warriors next year and it could be a similar instance where he'll have to miss the entire season but the speculation will be that he could play in the next NBA finals but Cyrus again back to you here you, I know you're a big fan of basketball and I know you're a big fan of winning and you've won your championships on the challenge if you're in this instance are you not going to play and let's not say you're on a all-star team where you have four other all-stars. if I just won three in a row if I just won two in a row no I'm not going to play fair and that's that's all I needed to hear. And I, I'm curious how many people would go with that, especially with the hindsight being what it is right now. But we'll, we'll I mean, move because, on to KD. Yeah. Yeah, but my point being, though, is if I have three other All-Stars on my team, why the hell would I play? Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. Your right. team and, should be better than anyone else. Anyway. The only response is that they're down 3-1. 
is that that's the only thing I could see that we we praise these all stars: Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, even Cousins before his injury problems. They're down three one though. It seems like KD is the person they expected when they signed and is the player everyone knows. He's arguably one of the best players in the NBA right now, and they clearly needed him. I mean, what's your stance about them being down 3-1? Are you not a little bit shocked by that? I'm not shocked at all. I, I've been a fan of of uh, Toronto from day one, their style of play. Kawhi is truly unguardable. You know, you're going to have to do what they were trying to do to him. I still can't believe he didn't take the last shot. Right. And you know, they, I still feel like the wing on that side should have ran through and forced Steph to have to do something. He would have more room to work with on that right side. And I still don't understand why the new school NBA doesn't take a note out of the old school NBA's book. I still yeah. don't, just don't, I completely don't understand that. At that point, if he had taken off when that ball had started, they would have had to adapt their defense instantly. No, absolutely. Like, but at the same point in time, ball has changed so much, they like to keep that guy in the corner for the corner three. But I'm like, Steph ain't dumb enough to walk away from his man. He already can't play defense. Why would Steph leave? <laughs> you can't guard nobody. The only time he can guard you is when it is a help side zone situation where he doesn't have to take the extra two steps because he's going to foul you and he doesn't want to body up with anyone. So you have to look at that. And, like, the only, thing, the only chance he had to do anything was to stand where he was standing. Because the baseline player didn't take off. If he'd taken off, I think things would have swung. He would have to do something. And he could have got a better shot off, or at least a shot off, going to his right. Kind of like he did against uh, Embiid. Right, and that was an awesome, awesome series as well. Are you at all concerned, though, moving forward? After they dropped that game at home, I know they're still up 3-2. Uh, are you concerned with the psyche of them at all? Or is it just going to all come collapsing down on the Warriors? Is this Kevin Durant thing going to hang over them? only thing that concerns them? me... Only thing that truly concerns me is that I want Kawhi to come to LA, and when they win, he may not come to LA. That's the only thing that kind of concerns me. That's interesting. Outside of that, Golden State's had their run; they were great. I think any other team get four All Stars on your team, you can win too. Period. Point blank. Any other team. Where? Which LA so team? I don't think it's anything special. Which okay, LA team? I don't think, do you think it's think anything special. To? What's happened? Fair. That I, completely what do you mean? There's only one real LA team. The Clippers ain't shit. They, right. This very moment, their team's doing great and all that stuff. They're never going to win anything, though. Do you think, think he wants to pair win. with LeBron James? I think he wants to do the right thing. I think right now, this changes everything. What he just did changes everything. He's right. going to have to have a helping cast in order to do it. No, completely agree. He might and be I, the same player. He might be the same player in three years, but right off that Achilles, right away, I don't see it happening. Right. No, 100%. The only thing he's got going for him in that realm is the fact that he's so thin. You know, being a thin player like that, you know, you can handle a lot more bumps and bruises than you appear to be able to handle. And I'm hoping that not as much weight on those bones is going to be better than it was on Cousins, because Cousins is a big dude. Like, that's a serious injury there. Right. I'm, although I'm surprised with how fast he recovered from the quad injury. I mean, I don't know anything about a quad. I'll be very real with you. My grandfather was a doctor. And three, not so much. I'm assuming it had to be a bit bad. I don't know. I've never heard of anyone ripping their quad like that, but it sounds pretty bad to me and painfully. I was going to say, that's like a big muscle to have to rip. Like, that is something you don't hear very often. 
that's not good. <laughs> right. So, but, um, so we, I got to tell you, you have the most interesting take so far because I don't think anybody else has said what you just said. I think everyone thinks Kawhi, win or lose, is leaving. So I'm intrigued that you think he's going to stay. What do you think the I think top there's a chance. Shooters... There's more of a chance he'll stay. I think he's leaving. I think he's already in the purple and gold. What I think is going to happen, I think him and I think Kyrie are both going to come to L.A. Wow. That's what I really think. And then I think the following year we may go after Anthony Davis. But I think with those three right there, you've got a serious thing happening in L.A. Completely agree. I mean, we've seen LeBron and Kyrie win it together. And I just think Kawhi, to me, in this series alone, has proved to arguably be the best player in the league. Best two-way guy for sure. I mean, like almost hands down. So if he doesn't come to the Lakers, do you see any other teams he may go to if he has to leave Toronto? I mean, I guess the Clippers will probably be right there, too. Only it's because just he's from, for LA, you know, he's from like. Cali. He's from right. SoCal, so I think he wants to be there. I think I think being the kind of guy that he is, personality-wise, that's one thing. But I think that max contract is going to be much more appealing in a place like L.A. than it is in a lot of other places. Right, and he gets to come hang with you. That doesn't have that kind of, he doesn't have that kind of personality. So he may not want to be a star, but you still want the complete star treatment. I agree, He's and he doesn't have to, go to against be. The grain. Like LeBron exactly. James can take up all the media. Yep. Uh, absolutely. That's so, so we've got the NBA Finals kind of down. Do you who? So who do you have winning? Just to close this all off on the NBA Finals, are you, you going to keep it with the Raptors, or you think the Warriors are going to make this comeback happen? I'm going to stay with the Raptors like I did before the series started. That's awesome. And you think they're going to do always it in six? I think it still boils down to Laurie. Like, Laurie didn't play well. I mean, he played well, but like that last shot, I mean, any way, shape, or form, they're going to make him be the one to beat them. Right. I mean, he's a point guard. At a certain point, he's going to have to, you know? Yeah, he's going to do his thing, but it comes down to the clutch time, like that last second shot yesterday. I still don't understand why he didn't try and jump into the guy. Or revert because that's all Stephen do the entire game. At right, some point, you got to adapt from people. It's not even it's not even really a foul because you're jumping into them, but they're letting it go. Right. That's a whole other realm we can talk about right there. The way the NBA is refing right now is is fucking horrendous. Well, I've noticed that too. The the refing is it's just bad. outlandish, and like you you it's you kind of alluded to it. Yeah, it's just it's a new game, and I feel like it's getting softer and softer. Whereas the older generation was more banging in the post, and they let a little bit more go, and uh, it kind of hurts the game when you see the James Hardens and the Currys of the world doing that leaning. I mean, I'm sure you're not doing that on the court. I mean, I'm not against it, but I'll just say this: I understand you have an average player making what Jordan made. Doesn't make any sense, right? Right. And these guys are worth so much money. I understand them getting hurt and to be protected. Half the rules are in there now because of what happened to Kawhi. Now, they're still bumping them on the landing. They're still tapping them in their stomach on the shot. All the things that impede your shot because you're worried about how you land. And they do this all the time. There's literally a handful of plays you can pick out each game where you know what the rule is and the analysis guy comes on tells you what the rule is and go, in this instance, the ref must have saw it this way, giving them an excuse. There's no fucking excuses. Either you hit the man or you don't hit the man. I get it. The legs go out a little bit, 
you should be able to judge that one quick replay when you look at it, make the fucking call. But it's not that big of a deal that they do all that. Like off the rim, when they called that goaltending on, on him, yeah, it was a bit over the rim, period. Like why even the argument? You should start finding players for yelling at, like what Draymond does every single play, you should start hitting them hard. Hey, forget about a, a, a technical foul. Hit his wallet. Don't even say technical. Every time he gets you yellow fucking ref, hit that motherfucker for $10,000. Every time. And I bet you change the game then in ways you need to change the game. You're asking for an empty wallet there for Draymond Green because I think that guy's talking to the ref even when he's not part of the play. He's an idiot. It's because <laughs> they let him do it. That's the point. They let him do it. You got to nip it in the ass. If, I guarantee you the game would change a lot. You said every time you say a word to the fucking refs, you have one person that can say something. Team captain, that's it. He's allowed 50 words a game. That's it. And you have these players go out and play. And when they play and they start talking shit to the refs, hit them with 10 racks every time. I, I, we'll completely, I, think, you're gonna, I think you're solving this problem right here. We should, uh, we should call the commissioner after do. this. I am a problem solver, sir. <laughs> and that's that's perfect. But, uh, now, now let's talk about your game. I can't, uh, that's what I'm curious about. We've got all the NBA players. We're going to come back to them because I want to know who you'd like to play most against or who you've played against. But I want to know about the start of your game, when basketball became the it game for you and how you've progressed over the years playing basketball. Oh, I mean, all my life, man. I've been a standout player literally all my life. Um. There was never a year where I wasn't on the all-star team and all that crap growing up. Uh, started playing time at the boys club, all-stars every year. Um, I was up to be the first player to, to... so our, our, our league that we run, time at the boys and girls club has a section that goes, the all-stars go to Hawaii for a big basketball tournament. And um, they had already bumped me up to the big league because I was killing the young guys. I mean, when I say kill them, I was killing them too. They put me up in the older league, and I would be the first player to ever do three years in Hawaii. And uh, it's funny because the guy that ended up taking my spot uh, because it was his last year, uh, this guy Dylan, he ended up taking my spot. It's kind of funny because I saw him two weeks ago in Santa Monica still. But uh, basketball, man, point guard, always been an aggressive defender. Uh, Of course, you know, old age, injuries, you lose a little bit of that. But I can still, uh, if I were to go to court today, anywhere, if I were to go to a court, they're going to have me probably guarding the man that's next to the man or the man, period, point blank. And I don't still care if point anything guard? Under- I'd always play point guard, yes. I'd always play I, point guard. Well, when I saw you, when I, I, there's no, if you're playing point guard against me, you're, you're just going to back me down every time. And I think I'm a point guard. I mean, There's no I'm need for me fight. to do that, though. There's no need for me to ever back you down. I'm going to give you numbers and points from up top. When I decide to go down and let someone else run the one and post you up, I'll tell you down there afterwards like that. <laughs> I, somewhat of a challenge offered here. I, I've, I offered this to you back last June. I'm, I'm happy to come onto the court anytime. But I got another question. For, was there ever a point before reality TV, or maybe even when the reality TV circuit started coming your way, was there ever life of basketball versus life of reality TV? Like, did you have to choose which path you went down? Or did you just merge them together, or kind of how did those decisions come I never come had play? to, never really had to choose. I mean, I played college ball out in Hawaii, and when I finished out there, had a chance to go play in several places overseas. Um, ended up playing ABA ball. That was decent. Um, 
And basically, I just end up getting on the show <laughs> at that point in time. And uh, I think it was a better decision for me. Entertainment's always been here for me, will always be here for me on some capacity. But I think at that time, it was kind of like basketball is this. I was already the first in my family to graduate college. So I wanted to get that out of the way first, which, which means a lot or meant a lot to me at the time, just getting that, that degree. And um, basketball as your main mayor, I don't know if you know, but I made several different um, basketball video games, uh, two of which I star in. Um, and then eight others I made. So I did the March Madness franchise. Um, my favorite game. Amazing. I'm not, a, I'm not a video at all or a video game guy like that at all. But uh, they watched me play and brought me on as a consultant. Um, I was the one that made the game realer, basically. And uh, ended up doing that for 12 different games. Uh, then the N1 street basketball game that came out. Ball with those guys quite a bit. And uh, dropped that game, which won a bunch of awards and things like that. It did really well. Um, it was called Street Hoops. And then I also did the N1 video game. So, like, I've, I've been around the block when it comes to these basketball games. And uh, that, along with the March Madness franchise, I've done quite a bit, man. But, you know, I play ball with everyone from uh, the professor to sick with it, um, bone collector, all these cats. I mean, it's, they all know me. They know who I am. They know, you know, my game. They know I get out. I ain't saying I'm one of them, but I get my respect in that realm. Tell you right now, my my ARC basketball squad growing up had played with cats literally one and two teams for Nike. We had Sean Kemp, Don McClain, Derek Martin, Tracy Murray, Mitchell Butler, Wayne Womack. It just keeps going on down the list, brother. Played against the top people in the world. Who who in today's day and age would you like to take on? Say at your absolute prime, we'll put you in your prime. And which guys would you feel you best match up against? And who are just some you'd like to be on the same court with? Oh, man, that's a tough question. I mean, it's a loaded course, question for sure. I don't, know if you remember, I don't know if you remember the challenge where we brought on Reggie Miller and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, you were the ref for that. On the real world challenge. Yeah, I ref that game. I've ran basketball leagues for years, but yeah, I ref that joint. But like, it, it would have been, it'd be really cool to actually play with Kobe, though, again. That would be really dope. Um, especially now. His details, things that he's doing is pretty awesome. The way he goes in depth about each and every player in the NBA that's making a difference right now. I love that. Yeah. I, well, what I've heard about Kobe is awesome. I heard he doesn't care who you are. You could be missing a leg. You could be the best player in the world. He's going to beat you one-on-one is what I've heard. It doesn't matter. He just comes out there with that Mamba mentality, and he's just going to let it rip. So I I'm, I'm personally would be terrified to play him because I think that's a quick 11-0. But uh, it, it must be fun. <laughs> you know, he's just – that competitive spirit, again, very comparable to Michael Jordan, is just something that is so exciting in basketball. And is there anybody currently in the league that you think shows a little bit of that Mamba mentality, or are we lacking that these days? When it comes to going hard, I would say Westbrook, but he's not half the basketball mind of Kobe. Right. So that's, that's where the problem lies, it's more like Westbrook. He's got the heart, but the mind, he just, I mean, we, we, we have his nicknames for him already. He's, he's out there, bro. He's like the best, dumbest player out there. <laughs> he's a Cali boy, too. 
I know. Trust me, he's right from the same, not too far from where I'm at right now. Yeah. He's, why isn't he coming back? Why do you? Why did he decide to stay in OKC? Why didn't you uh, make a sales pitch? What do you mean that that max contract, brother? What are you talking about? Sometimes yeah, but you could have been like, come home. Here for a minute. You could have offered some money. I mean, I guess. Like, I'll help the salary. Ultimately, I don't think you're going to win with him either. Now he's a different player than he was when that came up, but I don't think you can win with him. Does what, a, What's his lacking quality very, there? Minus the mentality. He's just a very selfish player. Okay. And that means when you watch him jumping through his own teammates to get a rebound to make sure he gets that triple-double, that's that doesn't create team camaraderie. <laughs> right, no. It's just not a cool thing. It is what it is. But it's one of those unspoken things that should just never happen like that. I think. <laughs> but so we were we were talking about some of the that's just accepted. We were talking about some of the pro players you played with, but you told me a story or you began to tell me a story before I interrupted you in the car and started talking to you about punching Eminem some of the basketball leagues you've played in and some of the celebrities you've played with. One that was really intriguing to me, and I've kind of wanted to get this story and how this all happened, is the Snoop Dogg League or the Snoop Dogg team. That one blew my mind and has been a story I've been waiting to hear forever. Yeah, man, you know, they have the uh, they have the NBA E-League. And uh, uh, Bo Rap was balling. I was on Snoop Dogg squad to play one game and... Uh, Bo Rap was talking shit to me during this game. I didn't know who the fuck he was. He was just talking shit. And uh, I dropped 38 on him. Either 30 to 32, I thought. And, um, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's carnivaly basketball. You know, it's not basketball basketball because half the cats don't know what they're doing. They've never played. But then you have a few that have. And, you know, they're entertainers. It's like, a, like watching a celebrity game, basically. But it's an actual league that they would run. And, um... I want to come back and play, but end up getting the gig to go out of town. It's paying me too much damn money. So I went to the gig, came back, and my jersey got taken. So was Snoop the coach or did he play alongside you? Coach and play. Wow. How was he? Yep. That's what I'm curious about. He seemed, he's got like the body type of like Kevin Durant. Not as tall, but he's like very skinny. So how, how did that translate on the court? I don't remember him even going in the game. Nice. I feel like he'd be strictly a corner three guy. I mean, I, back then, though, as corner three, you can't guard nobody unless they're the same type as you. Right. You know? I mean, you, you, you're you paying him up to be like a Siakam. There's no way. Because <laughs> when you were also telling me this, I was like, Snoop Dogg kind of would be the guy I'd want to guard. I'm not saying I'm better than him. But if he's coming high as a kite, like he usually is, I think we're moving at the same pace then. I think I, that's a guy I can keep up with, and it's a guy I can maybe... So you're saying, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. So you're saying you get that high? You I'm not you saying get high I, like get, that too? I think I'd be the sober one, the most sober guy in the party. And I know, like going in ahead of time, it's like, oh, Snoop Dogg's here, I gotta stay sober. Just so I got that like extra edge or step. I mean, I know like Matt Barnes, I don't know if you just saw the story, he said he used to smoke all the time before a game. I, may, may, does, oh, yeah. I don't even know if that helps. I got a bunch of guys that smoke when they play too. I can't do it. Right? I never have been able to do it. There's no way. What do they say the benefits are to that? Now that weed is legal, I mean, especially in California. We in Cali, dog. I'm from Cali, man. You got that goody good. It's been medicine 
all of our lives out here. And they really treat it like it's a medicine. That's why it was not a shocker when they showed up with the, the way they give you the tea at the dispensaries in this little, like, pill kind of box thing that you would get when you go to the actual doctor. They take right. it serious just like that. And, it, you know, that's just the way it's always been. I mean, if it made me shoot oh, better, I'd, I'd take it too. <laughs> so do you have a shot? Oh, I – see, this is what's great. I – I needed to get better, and Derrick Henry, who has somewhat of a similar story to you, you've played you played basketball beyond where he went. He played D1, and then Real World came calling, and that shut down everything. But I've been balling with D. Where did he play at? We play, play at it? LA Fitness in Hollywood. We're indoor Where cats. did D play college ball at? He played ball at Winthrop and then at um, did he? the Citadel for his senior year. Wow. I had no yeah. clue. Yeah, so we ball. And... Uh, he considers me the most clutch teammate he's ever had because I got that shot. I've got that. See, I've got Mamba mentality. I kill. I got to see this. I, 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 I'll be honest. Based on listening to you right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it there's no way. <laughs> there's yeah, no way. <laughs> that's, see, that's what I love because I'm going to come to the court. I'm going to shut up and because you play outdoors, so I'm going to have to adjust for sure. There's definitely an adjustment period because indoors, no wind. There's no air. Oh, no, you to, can't you can't say Mamba mentality, and then say but only inside. No, that's not Mamba ish. That's I, like new school millennial. Did you ever play outside Excuse professionally? Me. He was in a dome every time. There was there was no open stadiums. That. Has nothing to do with that. The cat was still shooting jays outside at some point. Fair. See, that's that's where I lack <laughs> the the outdoor mentality of LeBron James, the indoor mentality of Kobe Bryant. Um, but no, I I'm totally gonna get on the court with you, and I'm gonna show you I'm showing you what I got. I know you come out to the west side; that's where we're both located. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll get you know what I'm gonna we'll get a play couple a game games of horse there. whenever you want. We'll play some horse whenever you want. See, horse that gives me the advantage because you one on one should gonna do be like able Jordan. to dominate me. I'm gonna do like Jordan and guarantee a win. <laughs> we're we're gonna videotape this just so we have video proof of this. Um, oh yeah, before. Oh, yeah. Before we get off the air, I want to give you the opportunity to plug everything that you want to plug. I know when we last saw you, you were working with LA Water. I want to know how that's going and then what else is going on, where we're going to see you next. I hear rumor that we'll see you at Challenge Mania Live in two weeks. Um, what's going on with you, Cyrus? Same stuff, man. I'm always around. By the way, it's not LA Water, it's LA Water Vodka. LA Water it's Vodka. vodka. Yes. yes. No, I know. That's what I meant. Um, it's it's vodka. I forgot that nobody else knew the vodka part. That's the best part about the whole thing. It's vodka. And the logo is awesome. Yeah. Also got the seawater right now, nice. which is coconut water at CBD infused. See, this is what we're talking about. CBD. We got it out right is... now. Yeah, of course. It's out right now. Uh, just starting to get it moving. Doing Doing well in Florida right now. And uh, looking for more accounts. If there's anyone listening that wants some seawater, hit me up. I'm easily accessible. My uh, Instagram and all my handles are uh, Cyrus MTV. That's S-Y-R-U-S-M-T-V. Reach out to me. I always get back, as you can tell. <laughs> I always respond and get back to people, man. Yeah, so, and we're going we're gonna to post all your accounts and all your stuff on our page on BelieveNetwork.com all this stuff just so we can get out there. And I definitely want to try this vodka. I mean, you're talking to a guy who loves his vodka. So I'm super in on this. Um, 
And again, I appreciate you so much for coming on. You are an awesome basketball mind to have talk. And it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Cyrus. Thanks for having me, brother. Anytime. Um, I'm actually trying to get in over there, believe too. So you got to put in a word for me, brother. Oh, easy. I'll call. I was just emailing Bron before the show. I just here's the shout out, Bron. Bron, our uh, owner of the company. We're, we'll get you in and uh, definitely help with advertising too. And uh, again, we'd love to have you back anytime. And I'm looking forward to seeing you potentially in two weeks. And if not, I'll see you sooner on the court taking my W. No, no. I want you to come. I want you to come do horse or at least shoot with me tomorrow. I'll 10, 10 a.m. Easy. Yep. Santa Monica, 10 a.m. We'll talk tonight. We'll set that up. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, and uh, have a great rest of your night, and thank you so much. The Believe fans, reach out, get all the products, shoot your DMs to Cyrus. He'll get back to you right away. It was an absolute pleasure. Have a great rest of your day, Cyrus. All right, brother. Late, man. Once again, I want to thank Cyrus for coming on the show. He absolutely killed it. Uh, One-in-a-kind basketball mind. We are going to be back later this week with U.S. Open Talk. We'll get you all of our golfers for our pool. Join Cam Rogers' pool here on the Believe Network. We're growing. Everybody in the network, we're very excited about where this is going to go. We appreciate all the fans and all the listeners. Reach out to Cyrus, like I said. Find us at Ethan Rose 4 and at Xander Horwitz and the opening line. Thanks again, everybody. We will catch you later this week. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.